Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Lounge Talk. I am your host, Charlie Eden, as usual. And on this episode, I sat with my counselor on my gap year program, Ori, in his makeshift studio here in our building. He made some beats for us live on the podcast. We're going to talk about how we got into making beats. We're going to talk about collecting vinyls and a lot more. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Lounge Talk. I am sitting at a makeshift studio with my counselor on my program, Ori. Hey everyone, I'm Ori. Yeah, if you don't know me, I'm counselor in Chavruta. If you do know me, so you know I'm counselor in Chavruta. Uh, so what we came to talk about today, Charles? So we are sitting at your makeshift second home studio because your home is not in Jerusalem, it is in Safat. And we are here to talk about not only your music production, but also your general love for music. So mm-hmm. on that note, that's where I want to start. I want to ask you where you realized that music was more than just an average passion like it is for myself, for example, which is I listen to music if I'm alone or I'll listen to music on the bus. And when you realized that it was a true passion and something you wanted to pursue even just as a hobby or a career. Yeah, so until 11th grade, I was just listening to music like you said. I didn't really care about what it is. It just was nice. And I was working at my high school during the summer vacation. And all of a sudden, I heard someone playing the piano. And I was like, whoa, that sounds so good. Like, I didn't really hear someone playing the piano before. And I was like, wow, I like really need to learn how to play this instrument. And I went to this dude that's going to be like one of my very good friends nowadays. Uh, hey, can you help me and teach me to play the piano? And he was like, yeah, sure, like, let's go. So the next day I was at his house, he taught me the basics, and I started really like this instrument and music in general. Like, it really, um, if before I didn't really hear a lot of music, I heard like only one genre, so after that I started listening to tons of other genres. Uh, the first problem was that I didn't really have a piano, but um, at the beginning we were like, I had this, uh, it's called the volume center, it's like a music center in Tzfat that uh, my mom always pushed me to go and start playing something and I was like, mom, just leave me alone, I don't want. And after I heard that, like this instrument, I was like, I have to go because they have a piano over there and I don't have a piano myself. So I started going and play over there and then I borrowed for my uncle his like uh, keyboard that he had and after a while I walked a bit and I bet bought my first um, electric piano, which I have here in my apartment. By the way, uh, he's with me since eleventh uh, grade. Um, so yeah, this is like the first moment that I really got into music. So when you first started playing the piano, was it more classical music, or how how fast was the jump into like the electric piano and to, and starting to like mix around with different sounds? Uh, my first song ever that I learned was "See You Again." Like it was, you know, when uh, Paul Walker just died, and it was like Fast and Furious, and I was like, "Oh, this is such a good song! I have to know how to play this song." Uh, and I like really just did this like all day long, like in high school, in my house, just play this song. Uh, just like really nice like I used to upload to my Instagram like covers of music over there and it was like yeah so I started mainly for the the songs that I just listened to and just did covers for them what was your family's reaction because 
I know you mentioned that your mom had wanted you to go. My mom, I think most moms force their kids to do some sort of music lesson. And I, I was probably in like fifth grade when I was taking piano lessons, if not a little earlier. And then I remember when I stopped, I wouldn't say my mom was disappointed, but it was something that she wanted all of us to do. So what was your, what was your mom's reaction when you finally said, oh, I have to start going to the music center? Well, my mom was like, yeah, finally, like, she was happy, obviously, but my dad, it was like, it was funny reactions, because I was still, like, 11 to get a child, that, you know, take seriously things that his father says, and, like, I told my dad, dad, I want to buy, like, electric piano, he says, you playing piano? You ever seen, like, a Moroccan playing the piano? I was like, dad, you're, you're an artist, like, come on, it's, it's gonna be real. Uh, so this is, like, the first reaction I got, that I want, like, to play the piano, uh, so it was, like, Nowadays, he says, you know, it's less, it was a joke and stuff like that because my dad has this kind of sense of humor. But uh, for me, it was like, ah, now I have to play the piano right. because my dad told me that. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. So I guess obviously the people listening can't see, but we are not sitting in front of a piano. We're sitting in front of a, a tiny little uh, yeah. <laughs> mini piano beat maker thing that I would like you to tell me about because I don't really know what that is. Mm-hmm. So when did you make the transition from electric keyboard and playing covers, like you said, to realizing, oh, I want to create something myself okay. that's more of an original, and I want to do that electronically. So that uh, youth center that I've been going to, like this uh, volume center, uh, we had over there Shinshin and people that volunteer for one year, kind of like gap year program, and one of them was like really teaching me kind of music. Like we had. Um, uh, so now, like writing, you, he taught us how to write songs and like also we, we, we create a band together. So we were showing, like we were touring all over Tzfat kind of. Uh, so it's like, you know, it's, it's nice touring all over Tzfat. It's not much, but it's something. And there was like the manager over there that like really gave me a lot of credit because he saw how much I just come all the time and playing the piano. And like, even though there were like better uh, keyboard players over there, he just took me because he appreciated like the way I approach music. Um, and over there I was like, whoa, like, this is good, you know? It's, it makes me good, it, like make me feel good. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's just keep going with it. And during my Shnat Shavut, I met a friend um, that was doing like hip hop, like kind of professional. I really like him, like he's very good. And we were doing like freestyle circles, the friends in the Shnat Shavut. And in the start, at the beginning, we all were so bad, he was the best. And we were like, yeah, rhyming Haruz with Tapuz, like it's the most common in Israel. So it was like just very fun. And then I was like, yo, I want to start like doing these kind of things. Um, and the biggest transition was in the army, actually. I was like in my commander course and I met a friend that was creating like his own music. And I was like, yo, dude, like, how do you do it? And then he explained to me and this little keyboard that you see over there was the first thing I've ever bought to creating like beats and stuff like this. Um, and I was, <laughs> it was fun because the day we were training and at the night I was coming back to my, to my room with the, uh, at the army. And I was like, okay, let's try to do some stuff. And it was like, so weird but so like i was so enthusiastic about it it was like just so good so i was coming back for shabbatot at my house making music i was staying shabbatot at the, the bassist in the in the army making music like i just take a room and making music this is what i really want to do i find it interesting how much you were able to make music in the army i've talked to uh, shameless plug Layla, who was on a podcast a couple weeks ago if you want to listen to that 
and Andrew, who was on the COVID podcast. And I've talked to both of them a little bit on mic and then a little bit off mic about if they want to continue their music passion in the army. And both of them, both, something that they both have said is that it's obviously something they want to do, but it's not, you're not there to make music. So yeah. I, it's obvious that if you're, if you're taking the time out of that very serious time period of your life to make the music, then obviously it's something serious. So it's interesting to me how committed you are, but more how much you were actually able to do it. Because in, in, I don't know, I, I'm not going to the army and I don't, I've never really talked to someone fully about what every single day-to-day army is like throughout however long they did it. But I always just figured there wasn't any time for stuff like that. Yeah, so like there wasn't a lot of time for that, you know, but at the end there is time in the army. Most of the, of the soldiers just don't use the time that they have for the things they like to do and they just like sit in their bed watching Netflix or, or something. I just said, okay, so I have this time to just use it for making music because I know it makes me feel good. So I know that Leila and Andrew really like music, so I'm sure they're going to do it also during the army. It's like also they, you know, they're writing songs, they're playing the guitar. It's something that they're going to do even if they don't want because people like this environment in the army and someone is playing music and someone is playing the guitar so for them i think it will be like very nice thing um and yeah you just find the time because there is tons of shabbat that you have nothing to do so it's all you just sleep all the shabbat which is a good option but you can also make some music for yourself during these time periods then were you kind of messing around or were you making full-blown beats or songs or whatever you want to call so it. at that time i thought i was doing like beats and good music but i was like terrible like my sound was so bad i was just like yeah it sounds so good and i put this in the jbl and i was like oh why it sound like this it's just it's just so bad and i was like okay i need like to change something um and it took me a lot of time like only the past few months i really started having like better sound because only the last past month I was like mm, so how do I really create like better sound and I was really trying to dig into it and I was like okay so let's see how do I make it and I started watching tons of videos of other producers uh, which was like very like I learned a lot from it and yeah so past few months I just started working on my sound much more and so as a big hip-hop listener myself something I've been trying to do I don't know any music theory. The only music theory I know is the basic like one, two, three, four, or you can split into eighths or sixteenths. Mm-hmm. And I guess in theory you could keep going if you can count that yeah. fast. Um, something, so that something that I've tried to do now when I listen to hip hop music is try to like count the the beats and see if I can kind of match what what the background music of whatever song is doing and seeing if I can like find the different places because the tracks in a lot of these songs they kind of loop. Yeah, and you, the 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 basic background will loop sometimes, or at least that's what it seems to me with my basic music listening ears. That's what I can hear. So I've tried to count those beats. So you have the beat player. So I'm curious if 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 am I correct that that's how you lay down the foundation for a beat, and or if I'm wrong, and can you show us? What do you mean, like player? like putting the foundations? Like, do you start by doing kind of a one, two, oh, three, four with a specific start- sound? Or do you, do you know what you're doing enough that you can build something and it kind of naturally has that one, two, three, four, so or eight, or it, six? It's really changed. Uh, most of the time, yeah, hip hop is going like to the one, two, three, four, boom, bah, 
boom, but you know, it's, this kind of, it doesn't really change a lot and it's, it's like fine. There are a lot of, uh, of, of artists that making like special counting, maybe like three quarters, but this is like the maximum I've saw in, uh, or listened to in rap. Uh, and yeah, like I have this kind of special machine that I got over here. It's just like, you probably hear this over here. Uh, not in the best quality because we are connected to some, in a weird way to some speakers, but it has like tons of characters that it's just like crazy for me. Uh, let's see. So this was not really on beat, as you can tell. Uh, this is like kind of uh, a method of, if you, you obviously know J. Dilla, that you just let the groove of yourself, like just to play. Like J. Dilla, if you don't know him, is like one of the most influential uh, hip hop producers that was ever made. Uh, and he's like just kind of a genius. So um, he just one of the, I don't remember, the Roots band, you know the Roots? No. So it's just also like a hip hop big band. He told about him that he was like, when he first heard him, he was like, what's going on? Like, it, it sounds like a three year old drunk boy, you know? And it was like exactly like this because he was playing in a very weird way. The, the, the kick, it was like. It was. It has something special, like really changed, like how we perceive hip hop. Because if it was like very mechanic back then, then it came and just added like the human, uh, I don't know, touch. Because obviously a drummer can play everything, every single note the same. Like every single note has a different velocity. It puts on a different like uh, uh, place. It's not exactly on the one, and it's like very special, at least for me. Um... By the way, you guys, the listeners, you guys can't see this, but. Ori has this board yeah. with all these uh, with it's got a little touchscreen at the top. There's all these knobs at the top that I'm sure mean something. I do not know what they mean. And there's a there's a eight by nine grid of buttons that I don't know if you, I don't know if you program sounds onto them or they come pre-programmed. But all the all the sounds that you're hearing are him pressing those buttons. Yeah. So like I have this sequence over here that now maybe it won't be perfect. We can play with it after we hear it. We can turn down the tempo a bit too fast. So he's turning a, a knob on the top to affect the tempo. So you see, it's very basic. We can add or we can change like the the kick or like let's see. You see, it's like the very mechanic because it's very quantized on the beat. So I can like play with the quantize and like let's say sixty three percent doesn't even. Matter the, the numbers themselves. More knobs are being turned on yeah. the top of the board, by the <laughs> so way. So let's see how it looks. I, I can even see the clip you see over here. And just like... I, like he, also, he also has the board connected to his computer. So you can just flow with that and we can just like put... I don't know if you want a sample or just like... Let's say we are adding... Um, let's go with some piano, okay? Because I play the piano. Um, it's there's a there's a touch screen on the top right now yeah. that he's looking at that's got all these options on it that you hear in the background of me talking right now. It's I, I don't really know what's going on, to be honest with you viewers. So it's kind of fascinating for me to see because he 
Ori is 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 pretty obviously pretty knowledgeable. He is he's kind of just messing around and it seems to be working. So I guess it's not messing around. But from a from a live viewing right now, it's it's it is very very very. Now we just can just play with it. No, it's not perfect, it's just like first thing that came out and like we can down the tempo a bit. And quantize it as well. Does quantizing it make it fit some sort make of rhythm? It, like it puts it on the grid, like if you missed a note or it was like just too. So you can just play with it. Um, I think we just go for simple chords. Um, so what he just did for the viewers, what visually he just did, he had played this beat, he put the piano on the background, that you heard. It then yeah. uploaded onto his computer, onto a program that he has. I don't know which one. If you, want, if you want to plug your program, Ableton. And he was able to mess around with a bunch of different things, including, including kind of analyzing the piano noises rather than just a string of audio and he was able to move those around a little bit yeah so we can play just small thing right now um let's go okay so we have something like nice over here um we can do everything did you just did you just change a note by clicking on it and playing yeah, yeah, a different yeah, yeah, note? Yeah, that was cool. So we have something like very basic right now. You can tell it's like very nice, but this is like the look that we're creating. And so would that be would that be the base of an entire song in theory? Yeah, in theory, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can just play this and just like, and the thing that I really like about it, we can just do like this and we have a loop. You see. It can just play over and over and over and over and I just don't need to do anything anymore. I can add whatever I want right now, like a bass, anything you want. Um, we can play with it more like as we go. Uh, right. So something that you mentioned that, or two things that you mentioned I want to talk about. And I do want to see if you can incorporate one of these things into the little loop you just made. But first off, you talked about Jay Dilla and something, something that always interests me is when someone is passionate about something, if there is an idol within that field that they look up to. So for an obvious oh. example for myself would just be that I'm a basketball player mm -hmm. and someone I really look up to is as a player is Draymond Green. And I'm not, our, our styles are not the same, but when I look at Draymond Green, for example, I see, wow, that is like a guy who's gonna help you win games and I wanna yeah. win in a way that he wins. So besides for Jay Dilla, are there other producers or artists that you look up to and that's what you strive for in a way? Yeah, yeah. So my like my biggest inspiration is like, if you know DJ Dahi, he produced Mac Miller self-care and Kendrick Lamar monitories. Like, let's say it's one of Kendrick's most appreciated tracks for me. Like, I really like this song. Uh, I kind of made a beat that really reminds me that. I can like give you like to hear it if you want also. Obviously Kanye West, because Kanye is like, it's just changed the game you know what i mean like did things that no one did before in his like new trilogy that just came out so 
someone, I don't remember who listened to his song, and I was like, wow, no one like did this before. You know what I mean? And it's crazy, like the innovation, he all the time tries to do it. Nowadays it's different, uh, but yeah, like Ninth Wonder is like one of, for me, the biggest because it just make beats be so, I don't know if dramatic, romantic, you can like describe it however you want. He, he creating a story inside of that. You know, uh, Dark World by Kendrick Lamar? Of course. The closing song of them. Right. Um, the beat itself, it uh, construct from like three different songs, three different samples, okay? Each song is like from a different area, different time, different like, everything is like kind of different. And he gave that uh, beat like to, to Kendrick, Beyonce was next to him and she was like, yo Kendrick, you like have to hear this, this is how we describe it. And like, then Kendrick, what? you make that beat and she said on this computer like on this laptop he has like a laptop like hope it will happen right. to me one day right. yeah um and yeah kind of like took that bit and if you know like something about the song it's like kendrick telling a story about uh top dog the you know top dog the, the label, man, right. yeah the label of kendrick and about his father and about kendrick himself you talk if anthony killed ducky if top dog killed ducky so the greatest rapper of all time wouldn't be alive and what does it mean? The song itself is about three different people, three different ages, and like he just when Ninth Wonder realized that he was like, yo, Kendrick, you know, you understood like this is what I made with this beat. Took three different time areas, three different like uh, I don't know type of of other things, and like created something that combines together like a story. And this is like what I really like. How like I see when even when I send some beats to my friends like. He, he, he writes something and then I wrote, yo, I use this sample that it's like very late, the thing that you wrote on it. You know what I mean? And for me, it's like, wow. So yeah, uh, I really like this kind of production. Like, so Ninth Wonder is like a storyteller, but inside of beats. So I really appreciate it. Right. Um, and there are Israeli also, because like at the end, I really appreciate it. Like my problem with Israeli hip hop nowadays is it's not trying to be Israel. It's trying to be American, it's trying to be British. And I was like, no, you can't do it because they do it like much better than you. Um, so there is Cohen and Ishai Suisa. They are like the top producer right now in Israel. Of course, there is Jordi and Ori Shochat. But they have like a really unique sound. Cohen has released his last album. It was like just the, the, the production itself, the using of, of, of samples of Israeli artists. It's crazy for me. And Ishai Swiss is just like, he has a special vibe. I don't know. I really like his vibes. And he brings like his own special sound to each track. Uh, you can tell this is like Ishai Swiss track. And I really appreciated this also. Um, so yeah, I really, I really like that. Something, like, something that you touched on that I was going to ask was about sampling. So I guess a more specific question I have is more specific to the Israeli producers that you mentioned and how you're talking about how they want to be American and they should try to kind of find their own style. Yeah. So do you think that – I don't know if this has been done. Maybe, maybe it has. This is kind of an idea that just popped in my head that there's a place for Israeli hip-hop to – find these like classic 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 israeli songs like Yerushalayim Shel Zahav is like yeah. the first one that comes to my mind and kind of and sample that for a for a beat as an example so the incredible songs that you can there is like playlists like this I, not under the label of sampling playlist because i know israelis just don't do it i have my own playlist for that uh but there is vibe is like i love him a lot he's an israeli rapper um that has a song with name of Julie. Um, and he samples the Israeli song, 
I will tell you in a moment which song it was. It was like a, a very uh, touching song. This is a story about uh, some girl that he grew up in South Tel Aviv, had his own childhood and he saw things and there was a girl in his high school that was treated like shit and so on and so on and in the end she, she um, committed a suicide. Uh, and he sto- his storytelling over there is amazing and the beat is just so good, it's so Israeli it's just the same phrase that repeats itself like from very old Israeli song that he probably took a professional singer nowadays to like renew it and it was just like amazing the beat is like wow so this is the kind of stuff that I like to hear in Israeli music Right. Uh, so yeah, that makes sense. it does happen so I don't know this podcast goes out to two different platforms so you're Technically, not legally allowed to play anything that isn't oh, copyrighted so I, I, your I name. Play, yeah. So we're not gonna do. We're not gonna like play any samples, I guess. But what yeah. I do want to know is how you. Let's say. Well, actually, no. I, I was gonna say let's say you've already decided to sample, but no. I want to hear how you decide what you want to sample, and then how you build a beat around that sample. I guess without playing the sample, you can obviously again, do whatever with the board. Again, again, can you ask again? So, how how first off, how do you just decide? you want to sample something. Is it just like you hear a song and you're like, oh, yeah. this is what I want? Or is there is there a more methodic way to it or something else? So a lot of the times, like there are, you hear a song on the radio or at the bar and you're like, yo, this little moment over there is like something that should be on a beat. And you like, remember, like I have a list of tons of songs that I just write their names or Shazam them. And I was like, yeah, I should like sample this. And I never do it. Just like few songs that I take at the end and I really do them something. Uh, or like I really dig into like YouTube playlists of Israeli old music. Like um, I was taking a song of Avner Gadassi. He's like Israeli, very old singer. He has a song that's called Hagvarim uh, Bochim The Men Cry At Night. Uh, and I just took it and I, at the beginning he's like, I don't know, he's yelling something. And I was like, yo, this is, can be like really cool. This is like the kind of stuff I really wanted like to find in Israeli music. Um, and I just took it and I was like, yo, let's just start playing with it. Or I took like very classic song, Hayaldah uh, Yefa Bagan. It's like very um, big Israeli band that used to be. Um, and this song is like every Israeli know this song. Like it's a very known childhood song. Um, so yeah, I just took it, I made it with something and I was like, yo, this is like sound so cool and I just want to play it over and over again. You find a loop and you just like maybe chop this a little bit and just start playing it uh, and that's it kind of. Are you able to change the tone or I guess the, oct- what is it called, an octave? The pitch. Yeah, the pitch of the note of the, of the sample to make it work better. Do you ever do that? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Like, uh, kind of my, my default is like to maybe change the pitch because I, I from the first I just want to hear to sound like different right. um, because they say it's very important you know to find your own sound in the sampling which something like sometimes I don't really get it uh, because sometimes you just find a loop that is like so good and uh, it's inside of a song that you can just make it repeat and it's just like can be amazing beat like with the right drums the right bass line the right melo- melodies on, on top of it um, and yeah, it can be like amazing. Uh, so it really depends. There are like few methods of like people that uh, will tell you how to how to sample. Like there is DJ Premier. It's like very old school. It used to take just loops and just make it them all over again. It's like another method. 
uh, dealer and the other hand just like taking everything and create something with it. This is right. very right. different. Right. So a song I was listening to today called World Domination by Joey Badass mm -hmm. is sampled or the beat is actually just a beat that MF Doom created mm -hmm. from an album that he did of kind of instrumentals. But that was actually mm -hmm. sampled from a TV show called Fat Albert. Um, and it's like the, kind of like a, a segue music in an episode. I don't really know. I've only seen like the 45 minute clip on YouTube. Do you ever take samples from places like that? Like a clip from a movie or a TV show that you like? Um, I didn't do this so far. I do like try to find special things. Like let's say some, I made like a, a beat that I wanted. I don't know, some angry, uh, uh, Chinese man that will speak Chinese. I don't know why, just in my head sounded like so good. And I was just like searching for angry Chinese man. And, and like, it just was like, yo, this is like so nice. And uh, it works. Yeah, it just works. Right. So after you put the sample, I'm assuming you have to put the sample into the software that was on yeah. your computer. So after you do that, how do you craft the beat around it? Is it more of like a free play or you, you kind of know what you're, what you're getting at right when you do it? So you start with finding like a perfect loop kind of, or you just like um, marking the exact moments that you want to, to, to play as like, as we said, the beta is one, two, three, four, and so on and so on. So you want the one moments, why? Because the one is like on the beat and when you play it on the, on the, on the keyboard, so it's like you're playing an instrument. So we really try to search for this kind of stuff. Um, and this is like how we just keep going with it. Right. So another kind of new topic, you know, in a sense, I think it fits with the sampling thing. And we were actually taught, you actually mentioned this off microphone a couple of weeks ago, is that you are now, you have a, a record player to my mm, left in your setup, yeah. and you're now able to put a record on the record player mm -hmm. and then take a sample from that record yeah. immediately. So I want to talk about that that process, that individual process specifically, but then also vinyls in general, because I also collect vinyls yeah, definitely. and it's something that I'm super passionate about. So first off, how does the sampling from the vinyl work? Okay. So actually it's when you have the whole system, it's became like very simple because you just connect, let's say I take a PL to connect a guitar to my audio interface. So the same thing is like with the amp because the amp has like uh, a record uh, uh, output. So I just put it over there and I connect it straight to my audio interface. So just think instead of playing it to the speakers, it's played to my audio interface. Right. So it just automatically shows in my door. Right. So kind of unrelated to the music making aspect of it, I'm just, as a vinyl collector myself, I want to hear why you collect vinyls when you started and when you started collecting vinyls. And then I guess I'll respond with my own uh, story. Yeah, so as you can see over there, Awaken My Love by uh, Childish Gambino was the first vinyl record I've ever bought. And why? Because I just wanted like a cool vinyl record in my room, I guess like a lot of people. Um, it just looked good and I was like, yeah, one day I will have this vinyl record player and it will be so cool and nice and I will hear music like this. But I bought it and like it was like a year that I just had this record and I didn't really have like a record player. So when I came to Jerusalem and I started to work in Chavuta, so I was like, oh, I want to make this place nice. So how do I make it nice? I just play by a record player. I went to the shop, just took this and bought like few old uh, vinyl records. And I was like, yo, so nice. I really like this, like to play music in that kind of way. 
My story is a little bit different. I was in, do you know what Urban Outfitters is? Yeah, yeah, I've been to all that. Right, so I was in an Urban Outfitters and I looked and I was like, oh, these are so cool. It was the vinyl section and they had the turntable and I just, I was like, oh, okay, I wanna get, I wanna start collecting vinyl. So for my birthday, I got a record player. I don't think it's such a good one, but it's a record player nonetheless. <laughs> and I got a, a an Earth Gang album called Mirrorland. Mm -hmm. I, and I want to say I got 808 and Heartbreaks oh. at that at that point. And then probably just because those first two were birthday gifts from various oh. people, I was like, oh, I'll buy myself my own. So I bought Blueprint 3 by Jay-Z. I want to say those were my first three. So that was like the start of the collection. And then ever since then, so that was December 28th, 2020, I guess. So that was two years ago uh, or not two years ago about a year and a, about a year and four months ago mm -hmm. and ever since then it was like once a month i would kind of like treat myself to a vinyl yeah and i'd go on the internet and i'd find one that i liked so i got a bruno mars one that i liked and i got a justin bieber one that i liked but then this year since i got to israel it's the first time i've ever experienced like actual record stores yeah and i would say it's like a kid in a candy shop yeah I, I think i bought nine or ten records now then the, the covers are actually hanging on the wall of my apartment downstairs is a little room decoration so that kind of fits what you were saying so that's how i started getting into it and i just think it's such like a nice it's such a nice way to listen to music you yeah put a record is. on the flyer and it just you don't have to worry about what's hap what what comes next or creating a cue or anything like that you just find an album that you want to listen to you put it on you can do your whatever else you want to mm -hmm. do and I find that a very to be a very pleasant way to listen to music. And it's like also like ever since I started it, I was like, oh, it's it's very respectful for the artist himself. You know what I mean? Because you actually hear the the the, the whole record. You, right. Because you can't put some specific song, but you just don't do it because I don't know the whole experience of it. It's just like playing it from the beginning uh, till the end and like to wait for the song that you like and when it comes you were like really into it because you waited for it and you just bought it like let's say a uh, few days ago and just like so good like I had days here in Havuda when I was coming back and I was hearing Adele album like uh, 30 the new one yeah. I really love this one uh, it's just so good for ending a day it's just like in uh, Bring me such a good mood, like you know, finish a day of my job, right? Uh, with you amazing kids in Kavuta <laughs> that you. I love so much, uh, <laughs> uh, and just let Adele be on the background, like I sitting on my couch or something, and yeah, just so satisfying, right? Because it's also in in a better resolution, you know, of hearing music, right? Right, which well, actually, for me, I don't think it is because my record player isn't that good, oh, okay, like so, pro speakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, I want to, my dream, one of my like mini dreams, I guess, is once I have a house of my own, that I'll have a room with like a nice sound system and a record player. Mm -hmm. And you know, if I'm really lucky, I could get one of the big ones with like the, I don't know what they're called, like sonographs or something. Oh, it's phonograph. The, a it, phonograph, but, but it's yeah. Not, it's, it's, it's like very old. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Not like, I don't think it's high quality. You know? Yeah, it's, probably not. Probably yeah. not. But that would be cool. So is, is the Adele album your favorite vinyl that you have or is it a different uh, Wow, so, so that's a hard question. Yeah, it's a hard question. I have so many different. Like we have here, um, David Potter um, into a real thing. It's something I just bought white on uh, on Schatz Street, I think. Right? Is there the store over there? So I just came in and I told him I just want like old R and B, old soul music. Just and he just played me this record. And I was like, Yo, this is so good. This is exactly the thing that I I don't know want for our vibe. Also for 
night. And right. When you talk with people about kind of vinyl, so every record has like a different vibe because um, let's say I have a lot of vinyls right now. I don't know if a lot, but I have also here you see random access uh, memories over there of uh, right behind you uh, of uh, Daft Punk. Oh, yeah. I and like, I like that album. When I just want to dance with myself in my apartment, uh, so I just put this and I just do it. And Johnny upstairs all the time, you know, hitting me later. And Johnny is one of the, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, uh, yeah. the kids on the program yeah, for yeah. reference yeah. to those listening. So he just came to me, oh, you, you listen to, to that? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just so nice because I don't know if I have like a favorite one, but yeah, that is probably one of, like in the top that I hear the most. I would say my favorite is a... The, a Mac Miller vinyl that I have, the Divine Feminine, mm -hmm. but the disc is pink. So oh, I thought that was super cool. So cool. And I think it's it's my favorite Mac Miller album, but on top of it, I think it's his most like underrated album, and I don't I think it gets underappreciated. So I feel like having that vinyl strengthens the love for that album, which therefore like strengthens the love for the vinyl. That's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah. So before we end, would you mind playing us a beat of yours. Oh, yeah, definitely. It could either be a freestyle right now on the board or if you want to play one that you already um, have made. He he opened a list on his computer right now. It is a it is a yeah, big list. So so what kind of vibe do you want? Like anything. I, I want I want dealer's choice. You want what? Dealer's choice. Okay, so I got this one that my friend really likes. I was making it during the Shabbat. Um I was at my house and I really wanted to do something that I... Okay, so when you start a bit, a lot of the time, me just like, I don't know, humming to myself or just freestyle to myself, just like taking like, let's say, uh, uh, a specific line. And this is like exactly what I did over here. And what does it mean? Like, I just was like, hmm. Um, sang to myself some Israeli song and I was like, oh, that sounds like really good. Like this, this specific uh, line that I keep going over and over um, and I have this other tune that I can play with and I build all on top of that I can like let you hear only like the the what I sang obviously it won't sound like me because I changed it a right. bit but it sounds like this so this is you singing yeah So as you can tell, it's like whoa. So what's what's going on over here? Like, and I was like, okay, let's start messing around with it, and I added like the piano. That's something that I made like on during the Shabbat. Uh, I will post it to the Hevruta members if they would like to, after it will like be. And I can, if you want, I can make something now like. Uh, can you make me a little like mini outro beat? So while you're playing, I'll do the outro. Uh, yeah, yeah, why not? Let's try, let's go for that. I mean, I've never, I've never done a uh, full outro on the show, but I feel like this is a good time now to okay. do one with let's the. Uh, so let's put, I have also the samples that I owe, let's say, so we can play. Ah, okay, you know. so we can use the samples. Yeah, yeah. Fine, that's good. Yeah. I don't wanna. Um, yeah, yeah, it's something that I can just use because it's it's like mine. It's like right. buy stuff also. Ah, okay. It's not only like a thing that you don't 
that you can't use. Mm. Um, What's your producer tag? I know what it is. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like my producer tag is like nothing about my producer tag. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, it's very, it changed a lot. So um, I'm not really using that lately. Um, so let's say I have. Da, da, da. <laughs> I'm watching the live making of a beat right now, which is very, very interesting. And it's kind of it's kind of my background beat because I'm gonna be the one doing the outro. Are there sound sets programmed into the board that you can kind of swap between? Again, again. Are there are there sound sets programmed yeah, yeah, into the board like that you can swap? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Like right now, I'm just gonna change the, the, the presets, it's like straight from my DAW from Ableton, but I can just use whatever I want. Uh, they have an 808 call kit, let's, let's go for that. So he just recorded the bells that you just heard with the beat and now using some sort of computer magic that I do not understand, he created this. We can add, obviously it's not like 100%, but it's like, yeah, it's fine. We can add like, let's say if it's going to be loop together, we can add some bass also now. Um, let's check out what we're going to add. So now he's scrolling through the options to yeah. find a bass background. Oh, we should, we should. Yeah, it's too much. Just change something on the computer. I don't really understand, uh, listeners, exactly what this computer stuff means. I imagine that's something that comes with using the program a lot. Yeah, just yeah, knowing yeah. what you're doing. So I just use this. Places I already got off base. He just down. I I guess download is the wrong word, but uploaded some sort of base sound set. Now that he connected yeah. his computer to his uh his soundboard. this and do a little outro with it. Okay, so let's go. So, I want to thank everyone for coming
gentlemen onto the show. I hope you had a nice time listening to me and Ori cook up some beats. Hopefully, I'll see you next week. So, thank you very much, Ori, yeah, so for much fun, joining Charlie. me on the podcast. It was awesome. Yeah.